Hello and welcome to the Campaign Podcast. My name is Maze McCabe and I'm the UK editor of Campaign. And I'm Imogen Watson, working inspiration editor at Campaign. And today we are honoured to have a special guest, Stu Althwaite Knoll, who's the chief creative officer and founder of Creature. Welcome, Stu. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's an honour being here. <laughs> so before we get on to our main discussion today, which will be looking at salaries in the industry, I want to say congratulations on your sale to Candid. Can you explain Thank a bit about the deal for the listeners and what it'll mean for the agency? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a genuinely exciting and rather sort of uh, wonderful thing, um, which it's nice to be able to say. Um, and I guess rare, maybe, to be able to say, I mean, when you sort of sell uh, to someone. Candida, a platform in which um, they uh, went looking for, they're a Dutch uh, platform, uh, they were looking for a hero creative agency brand uh, to to take global and uh, they they chose us uh, for all the reasons that you would being the exciting uh, agency that we are. Um, so yes, it's uh, it's a, a chance to, they, they, they very much believe in agencies continuing to operate in, in the way in which they have been successful. So we continue to be quite autonomous in, in, in our, uh, the way we operate. They don't have a huge amount to do in that front. And um, obviously besides the fact that they now are, we are now owned by 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 them, um, and yeah, and we as a result we've uh, now got an agency in Amsterdam, uh, Creature Amsterdam, and more to come. So we're very much saying it's the it's the beginning of something, you know, rather than the, the end of something. Oh, great! And um, are you are you working closely with the Amsterdam agency? Uh, we are beginning to do just that. Um, it's uh, Dan now has uh, got the rather grand title of global or international CEO. Yeah, I saw you didn't take that yet. <laughs> not yet. You not and Ben yet, not no. going for global CCOs yet, no. Uh, eventually, in good time. <laughs> in good time. Uh, no, it's our it's our want to ensure that those agencies can kind of continue to do what they do uh, best in their own markets, and then uh, and then yeah, and then we'll be. But we are very much uh, sort of in charge of all the bosses of uh, them, but just haven't. Quite quite taken there I haven't changed the business card yet that's oh, very good well you know it fits your I guess um modest demeanor Stu if I can say that <laughs> <laughs> congratulations um so last week campaign published its first salary survey and um judging by the numbers lots of people in the industry have read it it highlights the comments that Alessandra Bellini the chief customer officer at Tesco and the president of the Advertising Association made at Campaign's Media 360 conference in May. Alessandra said that despite the war for talent over the last year or so, which led to reports of some people being offered significant pay rises to move companies, the average salaries in the industry actually fell over the last 18 months. And this is despite GDP, CPI and the average of all industry salaries rising. Imogen, um, can you explain a bit about what the stats in the report revealed? Yeah, for sure. Uh, the report asked 100 agencies in Campaign's 2022 school reports to supply data on their median salary, which was excluding bonuses, and the minimum entry level as it for a graduate or equivalent for the end of 2021. So 76 reported their median salary level, which the average rate was 52185 uh, at one agency, the lowest median pay was 32000 while at another, the highest was 87500 But perhaps the most telling part was the entry-level salaries. The highest figure was 28000 which is all right. <laughs> it's quite good. Uh, but the average was 22820 uh, and sadly, the lowest figure was 17000 Wow. Um, and so, so how does this compare to salaries of the past? Uh, so obviously, this is the first time that we've ever investigated pay levels, so it's quite hard to compare. But I've noticed quite a few senior workers on Twitter remark that this is the same level 
that their starting salary was um, as far back as the early 90s. So when you consider inflation, that's worth like much more <laughs> in today's money um, as those times were much better in terms of economy and you know, social support and whatnot. Stu, how did, does this, did this shock you, these figures? Yeah, I mean, 17,000 is, is ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's genuinely ridiculous. I think uh, I, in 2003, got a um, first job at Mother and was paid like 17 and a half grand as a starting salary. And that was, you know, what was that, I don't know, 19 years ago, what have you, something like that. So it's kind of, uh, it's offensive, it's ridiculous, 17 grand. I think, you know, if you take the real living wage, which is the, which is really the sort of standard that we should all be living, living up to and, uh, you know, as a progressive creative industry and you kind of you you effectively work out what the hourly rate of 11 pounds five in 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 london at least is uh that that comes to about 21 and a half grand Mm. as a sort of uh as a sort of an annual figure so i think honestly that should be the lowest that we go um as an industry personally so 17 is just is is archaic (laughs) it really is Mm. Um, and what are the implications do you think for, I guess, for businesses in the industry more broadly, if we're looking at starting salaries around those figures? Yeah, it's obviously really concerning that um, advertising pay a slip behind economic growth and inflation uh, and then failed to increase as other industries have. So obviously Adlan has a huge demand for skilled workers right now and there's been a big talent problem. So the issue of attractiveness is is going to be a problem. Um, also, as advertisers, the industry is trying to improve the diversity. Um, I can't see how this is going to help, um, especially with the cost of living hitting so hard. And anyone who lives in London knows, right now knows how difficult it is. So um, I'm not sure how many people will be able to to afford to to live in these big urban centres on that wage. Yeah, Stu, do you think, I mean, is there anything, anything positive to pull out of that? Probably, I guess maybe the fact that the mess, the numbers are you know, are being talked about. I think that's right. I think, I mean, you know, to, to build on Image's point, I mean, you, you, they, people literally can't live on those numbers, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the, the real living wage is a, is a, is a, is an, is an amazing um, um, uh, organization, which, which looks into the kind of the cost of living um, in, in London and the rest of the UK, and then comes up with this um, hourly figure um, every, every year. And every year that, that, that increases you know, for, for all the, the right reasons. Um, so people li- literally, you know, can't live on, on under twenty one and a half grand, um, you know, according to the to, to the living wage um, uh, organisation. So, so no, it, it can't work. To to, to to agree with you though, Maisie, yeah, I mean, it's I think this the fact that this is out there. My, my hope, my optimistic hope, is that um, people have just been resting on starting salaries. That they that they maybe were used to that they've sort of had um, you know in the organisation that sat on spreadsheets I mean over the course of years and and they haven't changed um, as a result that we all just kind of refer back to starting salaries that maybe that we had on the last agency we're out the previous one to that and that this kind of shakes people up and makes people realise that what everyone else is doing and what the what the right figure should be so so yeah my my, my optimistic hope is that this 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 wakes people up and, and mm. makes them realise that they should be paying more. It's quite, I mean, 20 years is a long time, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I know we should talk about our ages, but like, you know, so much has changed. It is. You'd hoped it would have improved. Yeah. It also makes me wonder about the, you know, you know, the advertising agency's business models a little bit, to be honest, in terms of, is it a sign that there were, they, you know, they were more profitable then? Mm. Um, is that in the, they're sort of squeezing the the junior salaries in order to kind of keep profit margins, essentially? 
Well, exactly that. It, it, I mean, literally, I think that literally is it. We probably come on and talk a bit more about, um, you know, placement poverty uh, as, a, as, a, as a thing that we sort of set up a while back. But um, uh, we sort of found at the time that, that, yeah, and it continues to be the case that the, the sort of the, the junior departments and particularly the kind of um, when it comes to placements is that they're able to churn, you know, this sort of churn department in which um, they can kind of throw a, a lot of work at and, um, yeah, keep kind of margins tick, ticking over on, on, on that front. And it's just not acceptable. So, no, I mean, mm. if, if, yeah, it was a business, we try to actually sort of do the place and probably pledge, you know, out with, into the, to the design um, industry, and we found it was literally impossible. So design, literally, they, their business model is based on, on effectively having nigh on free um, uh, graduates working for them to sort of to, to prop up what, the, the, the poor fees, I guess, they're getting paid. Um, so, yeah, something needs to be looked at and done. Wow. Or, and then back to your point about diversity, you, you end up um, just getting people who can who either live in London, who can afford to sort of have their parents prop them up um, or, um, yeah, have got the means to, to, mm. to get paid um, under under living wage standards. Mm. So, Imogen, you, before we move on to talking about placement poverty more broadly, you've been talking to the Creative Communication mm-hmm. Workers Union about these figures. What mm-hmm. did they have to say? Very similar things to what we've just been saying. Um, they said that they were concerned about the entry-level salaries and they called the 17,000 wholly inadequate for providing a decent standard of life in any of the UK's urban centres. So, you know, they, they claim the 17,000 is at or around the legal minimum wage. Um, I guess that's the thing, sort of how many hours are these young juniors really working, I suppose, Mm, probably a whole other debate. Exactly. Um, And they also criticise the salary by comparison to non-statutory rates, such as the London living wage. Um, And again, like we've been saying, they essentially said it's no wonder that agencies are struggling to find a diverse array of talent beyond the usual upper middle class pool. Um, and they are arguing that low starting salaries means workers from low income backgrounds are actually priced out from working in the sector. So, yeah, yeah a, um, a lot for a concern. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, to talk about something positive, because it has been hugely positive, I think, Stu, could you explain for people who don't know um, what the placement poverty pledge was, sort of where it came from and um, and I guess how it how it developed? Yeah, very much. Um, so seven years ago, 2015, um, uh, I got a call from a very good friend, uh, Ben Harris, who was a freelancer going around different agencies. And he'd noticed that placements were getting paid really poorly, really badly, and also being really not looked after um, well at all. Their placements being extended and stretched on for way beyond the sort of uh, the, the time in which you could kind of assess their ability and their potential. Um, he asked me what we were paying our placements at the time, and I said, uh, I think I said £300. And he said, you know, that's below the minimum wage. And I didn't. Below the minimum wage? What? I mean, suddenly that became so a shock. So what was that a week? And we were, or? of course, just paying £300 because... Was that, that was a week, three hundred pounds yeah. a week at, at the time, yeah. And that was um, this sort of was at the same time that we had a placement team in. I remember who came up to me one day and said, and said, um, "A studio man, I finished a bit early today because I've got to go to Waitrose um, to do my job there." And I said, oh, "I didn't realise you worked in the Waitrose creative department." You know, I mean, I assumed <laughs> he must have had like a job going on there. Anyway, no, 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 I'm stacking shelves. I'm stacking shelves. I was like, "I've got to do two jobs because this placement that you're paying me is not paying me enough." And it was this 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 wake up call that 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 we needed because you know, I mean, we're not we we certainly when we started Creative 2010, we weren't by any stretch, um, you know, I mean, perfect. We were paying, you know, below minimum wage for our for our placements just as a result of what 
um, you know, mother had done previous to that after me looking after the placement scheme at mother. Um, anyway, uh, as a result of that, we um, we wrote a piece in campaign. Campaign gave us a whole page, and where we um, we effectively and creatively sort of uh, recounted the kind of conversation. It was lovely. It was a dialogue, better. wasn't it? it was, if I remember it rightly, like. it was a, it was a dialogue with a lot of artistic license. I, I don't <laughs> want to portray myself as for anyone who goes back and looks at that. Well, maybe put a link in the show notes. Oh yeah. Well, I'm not the other one. I'm not the other guy. Do you know what I mean? I was playing myself. Up. The point. The point was it was an example of I guess I mean the industry at the time and this belief that placements need to to get sort of the, it was a blood sweat and tears do you know what I mean it's all about the sort of the placement poverty do you know what I mean mm. it's kind of keep them in there was an agency that remained nameless at the time that were running their placement scheme with like you know three or four different placements at the same time and they were calling that scheme the hunger games you know now when we're going to um to cream, uh, which is this brilliant sort of, uh, I think the talent business running, which you sort of um, showcase the best portfolio at the time. I remember going along and doing a bit of research for the placement poverty pledge and talking to a, to a, to a, to a team there and asking them how much um, um, Adam and Eve, they were, they were placement Adam and Eve at the time. And I said, how, how much are we getting paid um, at the minute? And one of the, the, the women turned to the other uh, women and said, she said, she said, oh, Chrisenda, Chrisenda, oh, are we getting paid? <laughs> and I remember, oh, you know what I mean? It was one of these kind of amazing moments where you went like, yeah, we are, we are packing this up. You know what I mean? This is just this, we are just um, inviting in people who can afford to live in London, who can afford to, uh, you know, got flats or got mm. parents who can kind of um, look after them. So anyway, Placement Poverty Pledge was a, was, a, was a pledge that we put out, which said, let's start paying placements, the, at least the uh, real living wage, um, uh, whether that be in London or the rest of the UK, depending on where you were in the UK, um, and then stop it at three months. If you go beyond three months, you move them on into a freelance wage of £100 a day at the time it was. Mm. And it was amazing. It was an amazing reaction. It was, it was sort of pushing, to be honest, it was it was to, to, in most cases it was pushing on a bit of an open door. Actually, I mean, a lot of people were going. A lot of people had the same reaction response that I had when Ben rang me and um, and and jumped at the chance. And uh, yeah, and, and to, to this day, you know, then um, uh, YCC kind of got involved. Um, Andy over at YCC, and now the sort of the three of us continue to run it seven years on. And it's um, we get an agency signing up like almost every. You know, two to three weeks. It's amazing. So yeah, we've got most of you know most of the industry now is signed up, and the notion of not paying people the real living wage, um, at least from a creative perspective, is 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 nonsense. Which which is where these this this latest figures and the likes of seventeen grand suddenly sting because you go, what is happening? Mm-hmm. I mean, when we're still we're still doing that. Um, so yeah, it's it, it was it was a, it was a pretty good thing, um, and and it definitely helped uh, somewhat at least for helping people get in uh, to the industry. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's made tons of difference to I don't know how many people probably in those seven years since. Were there any any sticklers? You said most people. It was kind of an open door. Was there anyone who had to be persuaded? <laughs> Not naming any names. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I won't name names, but there was definitely let's just call them sort of slightly more old dinosaur ECDs. Right. I mean, that no longer that no longer have jobs in the industry. Thank goodness. Um, I remember you know having one along sort of back for because a lot of it was emails, a lot of it was emailing to you know CDs mm. and ECDs and whatnot, saying that like, do you want to sign up and it's this sort of thing you could do and whatnot. Um, and uh, yeah, there was one in particular who really took an issue with it and saying that actually the whole kind of the 
the sort of the grit and the determination and the, the not getting paid was all part of the development of that of that person, you know what I mean, of that individual. And and it was just nonsense. I remember one agency also sort of really, really, really slow to signing up. They kept sort of delaying it and pushing it. And um, an amazing creative team who I'll remain nameless. Um, that you know who you are um, <laughs> out like there because it will podcast. reveal who the agency is. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But they were so good. They, they ended up going around every one of the creative departments saying to them would you are you prepared to take a really really small pay cut like a tiny pay cut so we can sign up to the placement poverty pledge i mean and get our agency to do it and they took that list of all of the creatives who said they would to the ceo and the ceo was like oh shit panicked of course of course we'll sign up of course we'll sign up and it was uh, just the kick that, that 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 we needed so there were a few that delayed yeah and then i remember having to send a note to martin sorrell and i remember sending it saying dear dear martin and i remember at the time the response came back saying it's sir saying you know it was, it was really good actually but it, it finished with sir yeah exactly so then wpp got on board because it was at the time and so it was yeah it was in general it was it was open door stuff and there was a lot of people that were that were bang up for it and um but there were definitely there were definitely a few uh, strugglers ones mm. that like yeah, liked it liked it the old way shall we say? Given all your work in this area, are you surprised by the finding of the report? Yeah, like massively. I mean, I don't you know obviously I don't know who those agencies are, and maybe I'd be less surprised if I found out who was paying seventeen grand. You know, because I mean? there definitely still are a bad few bad apples in the industry. Mm. No question of that. But. Um, I guess to a certain extent, it was quite. It, I, I take more more reassuring to find that the kind of the median, you know, I mean, or at least the kind of the average starting salary is, do you mean, on you know, is 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 above sort of the twenty one and a half. I mean, that you'd, you'd at least expect um, kind of the the, the industry to be mm-hmm. paying as a starting salary. So there's there's certainly positives to be taken in 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 that sense. But but yeah, it's you know to 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 um to echo the kind of the slight sort of shock of that kind of union that you mentioned it's like it's it's more than totally inadequate it's just shameful you know i mean that anyone's been paid 17 grand as a starting salary it's it's ridiculous is there there another pledge um, in this (laughs) (laughs) well there was well we do you know what we did we ran another pledge um uh, dan and um, helen edwards who helen previously you know it widens that that, that ran ended up running the real living wage pledge which was a kind of an extension Mm. of the placement poverty pledge which was um which um suggested that all work experience um, and all staff members sign up to to be so not just from a career perspective. So the real living wage pledge, which then ended up getting a, a whole bunch of agencies signed up to that as well, okay. was 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 formed. So we we did extend it. Um, our, I say we, you know, Dan Cullen Shoot, uh, CEO teacher, and, um, and and Helen at Wines, they ended up sort of um, extending that out and getting uh, loads of agencies again signing up to that. But but I presume you know I mean they're all the ones that you know I mean have that kind of um, uh, that, that are sitting at the kind of the, the correct end of the uh, of the salary. So um, so yeah, it, it, it was that. It was we, we did do that. But um, I say uh, hopefully this will shake people. You know, I mean, out of their um, sort of dormant and uh, archaic kind of uh, practices and uh, move on. Yeah. Well, we should take that off off air. 
rather than offline, I suppose. We should follow yeah. up on that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, get, get in touch with Dan and see what agencies have signed that and, and work out mm. the status of it because that could be a, an interesting sort of follow-up, I guess, Definitely. for us. Definitely. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time, Stu and Imogen, for joining the podcast today. Um, if anyone, listeners, would like to read the articles we've been discussing, please visit our website, campaignlive.co.uk. Please note the salary survey is part of our premium package, The Knowledge. So details of all our subscriptions are available at campaignlive.co.uk uk forward slash membership if you enjoyed this episode of the campaign podcast please follow us like and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts a big thank you to our producer aiden lines from rethink audio and also to you for listening i hope you join us next time on behalf of campaign goodbye <laughs>